Welcome to Grace Hour. You are listening to a word from the ministry of Pastor Elvis Ajima. Today's message. You know, you must understand the reality of the kingdom we find ourselves. And the most important thing is that most of us think that when God said, on the seventh day he rested he created on the first day created on the second day created on the third day created on the fifth day created on the sixth day and what he created on the sixth day was a man and on the seventh day the bible said that god rested and most of us think that god rested from work no work did not cease amen and when we say god rested it doesn't mean that he went to sleep Actually, God made a creation in his own likeness and in his own image. And what happens is that after he created that thing, there was no need for him to keep working again because that creation has come to continue. Am I here with the church? That creation has come to continue. So God need not to work again. But that creation must be empowered to work. That is why the Bible said that and he blessed them and said have dominion. In other words the same power I'm operating with. Receive it and go and operate with it. Because some things must continue. But if I have made something like myself. Then that thing should be able to continue the work I'm doing. Most of us believe that when Jesus said it is finished. It means that everything was finished. And the work is finished. But we forget that this same Jesus says that they that believe in me, this work I do, they will do. And greater works they will do. So when he says it's finished, it's not necessarily a work that is finished. He was actually talking about a completed a requirement of the, the coming and the emergence of a certain creation. So when God created the man Adam, he said, I'm resting. Everything is done. When Jesus created the church on the cross, he also said it is finished. It was finished for him, but it is not finished for the church. Am I here with the church? It's not finished for us. There is more to be done. There is more to be done. That's why there's a need for us to equip ourselves and mentally strengthen ourselves for this work. We can't do it anyhow. Oh, Jesus finished everything. He finished everything. No, sir. He finished the production and the birthing of the church. But the greater work is to be done. Jesus will not come and win souls again. We must win the souls. Jesus will not come here and sweep this church. We must sweep the church. Am I here with the church at all? We must do things rightly to get things moving. So he entrusts us with many things. Jesus, God loves everybody, but he doesn't trust everyone. So we are privileged that he trusts us with something little, amen? And the Bible says that it is required of stewards to be faithful, to be committed, to be devoted in what we do. He trusts you with what you have. He trusts you with where you are. He trusts you with who is with you. He trusts you with everything he made you with. He trusts you with it. As a singer, God trusts you. As an usher, God trusts you. As a media person, God trusted you. As a sound person, as an instrumental, God trusts you with that. That is why we will give accounts. Because he trusted us with something. Am I here with the church? 
So we are not supposed to allow anything to distract us. Hebrews chapter 12 verse number 14 to 16. With this same subject of loyalty and disloyalty, I want us to touch on something very important, dealing with the root of bitterness. Dealing with the root of bitterness. The truth of the matter is that you will not have the agency to deal with something until you know the essence of that thing and the consequences it has over your destiny. It might be positive, it might be negative, but not until we understand certain things around our lives, we will not see the importance of dealing with it. Give me the King James Version. The King James. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. Give me verse 14 again. I believe that every believer must read a particular scripture twice to get what he's saying. So I'm going to read it again. Peace, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Holiness, pursue. Holiness, pursue. Peace. It means that holiness is not just imparted. It should be pursued. Pursue holiness. And the danger of not pursuing it is that it's likely you will not see a certain manifestations in your life from the Lord. It's a pursue it because with holiness you can see the Lord. And without holiness, it's likely you will only confess Jesus but will never see a manifestation of the Lord. Verse 15. How do we demonstrate our pursuit for holiness? Look carefully. Other verses says that watch diligently. Other verses says that be careful. Another one says that be considerate lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Somebody shout the grace of God. Lest anyone fall short. This is the new King James. The King James says that anyone fail. Give me King James version. King James. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. So you can fall short of the grace of God. You can fail of the grace of God. I've heard some people keep saying that the grace of God is forever. It's not taken from you. Nobody fails of it. But here the scripture is clearly saying something that can let a believer fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness sprinkling up trouble you. How is it going to trouble you? It's going to 
affect the grace of God at work in your life. He says that watch diligently, be careful. Don't live a careless life. Don't feel everything is fine. Don't just be saying that God is in control. So I do what I want. He says that for this particular thing, be careful. Because when you get involved in it, your grace, the grace of God upon your life is at stake. The Bible says that he's able to make all grace abound towards you. It means that grace is not in one dimension. There are different kinds of grace. And he's saying that this particular thing can be an arrow against certain graces in your life. So be careful. And he said, lest any root of bitterness sprinkling up trouble you growing up developing it means that it doesn't start at one point it doesn't just appear it grows it's a seed that comes and is sold a minute and then after some time it springs up and when it springs up it brings trouble am I speaking to a church at all when this Bitterness springs up. It brings trouble. It starts to affect you. Things begin to go rough. Things are, you just can't understand. Why things were working perfectly. But suddenly, it seems God has departed. It seems there is no supernatural help. Why are things going down? Why are things not working? These things were working for me. My friendships, my marriage, my job, my finances, my health, everything was working. But suddenly, it seems something has left me. It seems failure keeps coming. Bad news keeps coming. I wake up every day into trouble. I wake up every day into all kinds of situations. And most of us have gotten to a point where we wake up and we are afraid because we don't know what next is coming. There has been one trouble after the other. We pray, but the trouble keeps coming. We study the word, but the trouble keeps coming. We try to speak in tongues, but the trouble keeps coming. We receive prophecies, but the trouble keeps coming. And he's saying that there is something called the root of bitterness. That springs up inside of you. It doesn't look like it's a sin. It doesn't look like it's a weakness. It doesn't look like it is ungodly. It doesn't look like it's devilish. It doesn't look like it is, it is satanic. It doesn't look like anything evil, but it has come to birth out troubles. And he said that the moment this root of bitterness comes in, it has one job. It comes to diminish grace. It comes to break down your grace. At first, it was easy for you to hear from God, but now. At first, when you stand to make a declaration, things happen, but now. At first, you lay hands on the sick, they are healed, but now. It seems nothing has changed. Your prayer life has not changed. Your Bible study life has not changed, but things are not working. Results are not coming. You are not seeing manifestation. 
Somebody shall the root of bitterness. Bitterness. He says when he steps in, it causes grace to fail. In, in reality, grace is not supposed to fail. So how does grace fail? Because grace is in itself is not just the saving power of God, but God influencing a situation. God pouring his influence over something. So God looks at your marriage and he pours his influence. He looks at your finances, he pours his influence. He looks at your academics, he pours it. It's God literally coming in to help. So how can the help of God fail? It's, it's almost not possible. But the Bible says that bitterness, bitterness is capable of cutting the influence. So this is how grace feels. When the help of God comes, it will surely work. But what if it doesn't come? What if the supply doesn't come? You need that favor from God. And you know that last year he favored you. But this year, you've been praying. That favor is not coming. Check something. The Bible calls the root of bitterness. Am I speaking to a church at all? Check something the Bible refers to as the root of bitterness. And it says that it comes to trouble you. And thereby, many be defiled. Verse 16. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one muscle of meat sold his birthright. Lest, he said that, be careful. So that your grace doesn't fail. The grace of God upon you doesn't fail. Be careful. Then he says that this is how it can fail. Number one, the root of bitterness. Number two, fornication. Number three, profanity. And he combines these three and compares it to the one act of Esau. How Esau sold his birthright for meat. Something that satisfied temporarily. This, this meat was not going to make him satisfied for one year. It was for one hour. It was for two hours. But he didn't mind selling his birthright. Remember, Esau did not sell his birth. He sold the right attached to his birth. He sold the blessings attached to his birth. He sold the favor attached to his birth. In other words, he sold the grace attached to his birth. So at that trading point, what do I need the firstborn for? Give me the meat and take the firstborn right. That was the trading of his grace as a firstborn person. And the Bible said that anyone who entertains any root of bitterness is like Esau. You are trading the grace on your life for something that Can I talk to a church at all? Please. Value valuable things. It's not worth it. 
It doesn't matter what your wife did to you. It doesn't matter what your husband did to you. It doesn't matter what a friend did to you. It doesn't matter what someone in this church has done to you. It's not worth trading your grace. Am I here with the church? Listen. When Esau was just talking, what is the right for? He didn't know. He was trading the blessings of God over his life. He didn't know. He was trading the influence of God over his life. He didn't know he was trading the blessedness of God over his life. It was after that act, the Bible said that he cried. He cried. But it was not given back. Do you think God is unfair? Why would God watch that great exchange? Jacob making himself like Esau to go and take the blessing. Isn't God that blesses? Doesn't God knows everything? If, it, if Isaac missed it, would God also miss it? God shouldn't miss it. Isaac only spoke words. It was God that must bless. But God watched it and blessed. Why? Because at that point in chapter 27, he has exchanged he has traded the birthright. Do you know what is your birthright as a new creation? Grace is your birthright. Grace is your birthright. The help of God, the blessings of God, the favor of heaven is your birthright. And the Bible said, don't trade it on the platform of bitterness. Have you not seen that everything you are bitter about never get better? It never gets better. Why? Because everything you complain and become bitter about, you are cutting the supply of grace over that thing. The more you keep talking against your husband, being bitter about your husband, being bitter about your wife, the more you keep being bitter, what you are doing is that you are cutting the supply of grace over your marriage. Your marriage can never get better. That is why everything you are bitter about just grows worse and worse and worse and worse things that were supposed to be better it keeps going worse you keep talking about how your health your health is not getting better there are some people every day you call them they are sick every day you call them they are sick every day you call them they are sick they are always complaining every day i don't have money i don't have money every single day i don't have money do you know what you are doing to yourself you are cutting grace towards that dimension of your life you are cutting the grace of god you are blocking supply. He says that anyone that oppresses with the root of bitterness will likely fail in the grace of God. Like Esau sold his right. It's your right to be blessed. It's your right to be favored. It's your right to be elevated. It's your right to have peace. It's your right to have joy. It's your right to expand, to increase, to explode. It's your right to prosper. But hear me, the platform of bitterness will let you sell off that right. So we have so many Christians who keep fasting day and night, keep fasting morning and, and night. You, they keep fasting every week, every day. They keep quoting scriptures. They keep doing so many things, but they are never getting better. Why? Because after that, they
they go and complain that my boss he will never he, he, he will never do me well he will never increase my salary that job I hate it that job I don't like it I, I, even when I'm going to the office I'm not happy the more you keep being bitter the more you cut the supply of grace and I can assure you that nothing good is coming from that job one marriage you got married every time you are insulting your husband every time they, 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 oh, oh my husband is not the best he is he's no good at all he is the wicked person on earth he's he's a failure he's that he doesn't love me he doesn't take care of me he's not a, he's a, he's incapacitated <laughs> he he's some way somebody somebody hey last time i heard something eh shock me or say from the time i married you till today what have you done for me what are you what have you done for me you see what bitterness can do what you just did eh what you did was that you have cut the supply of grace that should let your husband be a blessing to you so you have a record of 10 years marriage but lo and behold you might not point to anything that your husband did for you that is good but the same marriage somebody to married in the same year like you kept speaking grace over his husband kept speaking good things even though things were not right but they kept speaking grace speaking saltiness making their conversation full of salt in 10 years time the person will receive a blessed gift the person will get a house from her husband the person will get a house from her husband the person will get a company from her husband but you will be there still complaining may the root of bitterness be dealt with in the name of Jesus stop complaining be free be free in your spirit be free in your spirit stop complaining am I here with the church be full of grace be full of grace the Bible said let your conversation be gracious let it be salty so that it will impart grace it means that the words you speak opens up grace if it is salty whenever you speak something good you are expressing your saltiness the bible said that you are the salt of this world the more you think right, the more you think perfectly, the more you are thinking good about every situation. What is happening right now is that you are expressing the light. The Bible says that shine forth the light of the gospel of Christ. So the light is what happens in your heart. The salt is what happens in your tongue. Be salty. The Bible says that when a salt loses its taste, is trampled upon you know why your future might be trampled upon when you don't take care your future might end up a way that nobody will respect it it will be of no value your future 10 years from now there are some people that nobody wants to meet them nobody wants to have friendship with them in 10 years from now, there will be some people seated here that some people will go and kill 
in their office just to meet them. But there are some too that when they are coming, others will be saying that, tell him I'm not around. Salt. When you don't express your saltiness, very soon men will trample upon you. But be the salt of this world. Don't allow the, the root of bitterness. It doesn't matter how bad your children are. Keep speaking grace. Don't allow the root of bitterness. There are many of you eh, and many of us, the way we are treating our children, very soon we will lose our rights over our children. We will be like Esau. The very people who should have loved us as parents will run away from us. Because at a point, the words we spoke, at a point, the bitterness. Listen, there are some friends you have today if you don't leave, allow the bitterness to leave. If you don't speak to your heart and allow this bitterness to leave, very soon, you are going to cut off the supply of grace over that person. There were uncles who could have been a blessing to us, but we kept saying they were wicked. We kept saying that they were, they were not helpful. We kept saying that they, they, they abuses us. We kept saying so many things about them. We never knew that every statement was cutting grace. Every statement was making grace fail. Do you know that promotion could have come for you at the workplace? But the more you kept saying that that work cry is not profitable. That work, that, that manager is too wicked. That manager doesn't like me. The more you kept saying it, the more you kept saying it, you were cutting the supply of grace. You were selling your right. You were selling the blessing. You were like it's all. You were selling off the blessing. You were selling it off. How many of us have traded certain anointings? The more you kept saying the ministry is hard, ministry is difficult. Oh, ministry is difficult. Serving under past service is wicked. It's, it's difficult. Ah, Grace Mountain, mini, doing ministry in Grace Mountain is very difficult. The more you kept saying it, the more you kept cutting off your supply of grace. The same field you are saying is difficult. Somebody is effortlessly working. Why? Because the person has received grace for the service. Because of the way the person was thinking. Because of the way the person was speaking. Am I still teaching here at all? Yes. No matter how the situation is, don't cut off grace. Grace can fail. Grace fails. That is why we are all experiencing different dimensions and manifestations with God. So he began by saying that pursue holiness without which you cannot see God. It's not about seeing God with your eyes. It's about seeing manifestations. When you entertain these things, you miss manifestations from the Lord. How many people have not missed their manifestations? They kept complaining. Doing ministry in Africa is difficult. I want to go to America. I want to go to America. And their destinies are not there. They have to be here. But their mouths block grace from manifesting here in their ministries. Oh, 
may you rise up today and speak blessings. May you go out there and declare that my wife is blessed, my husband is blessed, my children are blessed. I am a blessed person. My business is blessed. My profession is blessed. Everything I touch is blessed. My church is blessed. My pastor is blessed. My head of department is blessed. Everyone around me is blessed. The more you keep saying that, the more grace is supplied. The more grace is supplied. That my father is blessed. My mother is blessed. My siblings are blessed. Clap your hands and shout, everyone is blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed from a loving heart. From a loving heart. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. The choir is blessed. As a head of department, keep saying it. My choir is blessed. I have the best of choir. Oh, my department, the ushers, they are blessed. The media, they are blessed. Everyone is blessed in my department. They come to report somebody to you that you could have cursed the person or you could have attacked the person. But the first thing that comes out of your mouth, that person is blessed. I know the person is going to change. No matter the situation, the person is blessed. Your child goes out and goes to smoke weed and come back. You declare over that child, my child is blessed. The weed doesn't destroy his life. He is blessed. He comes back booze and you tell yourself this alcoholism is going to stop my husband is blessed my children are blessed everyone around me is blessed they are not going to change because of them they are going to change because of me the essence of grace over my life is brooding over them they are saying this business is going to collapse but as far as i am here this business will stand it will rise it will grow the essence of my grace is affecting this business this church is going to be great it don't be because of the pastor but because of me I believe that God is with me and the essence of his grace in my life is going to build up this ministry you are going to speak grace everywhere and you take away the root of bitterness even when everybody is hitting on you even when everybody is condemning you even when the conditions are not favorable you stand to declare and say hey I am blessed and I am the reason why things are going to change I'm the reason why grace is coming down I'm the reason why help is coming down. I'm not going to use my mouth to destroy what is already being destroyed. I'm going to use my mouth to bring up and spring up what is dying. Clap your hands and shout. Grace is coming. Grace is coming. Grace is coming. Am I here with the church at all? We don't give up. We don't give up. I know you don't like me. But my mouth can make you like me. I know you hate me. But the way I approach it. Hear me. Problems are not problems. It's the way we approach it that makes it a problem. The same thing that made people commit suicide. Is the same thing that have elevated others. And brought them to the mountain top. It depends on how you are going to approach it. And it is the root of bitterness. If it is not handled well. Am I here with the church at all? In the same season. In the same moment. Peter betrayed Jesus. The same time. Uh, uh, Judas betrayed Jesus. But one killed himself. Another went to God and said give me another chance I will prove myself to you he betrayed Jesus three times and Jesus commissioned him three times Peter
Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? No matter the situation, we have a God who wants to supply grace. No matter the situation, we have a God who wants to help. No matter the situation, we have a God who wants to lift up. It doesn't matter what you did to me last year. This year, there is a God who wants to make things better. It doesn't matter the failure. I have failed five times in that exams. I will try again because there is a God. Am I here with somebody? The Bible said, Isaac dug a well. They closed the well. He dug again. He dug again. He dug again. He dug again until he saw water. I will not allow the root of bitterness. I will not allow the root of anger. I will not allow the pain or situation to get me to kill what is already dying. I bring life. The Bible said that the letter killed, but the spirit given life. And we are they that minister the spirit. Come on, may the spirit manifest wherever you stand. Am I here with the church? Listen to me. You are a producer of grace. You can choose to produce grace right now. Swap to five people. Tell them, be blessed, be blessed. It doesn't matter what you did to me. Be blessed. It doesn't matter what you have done. Be blessed. I don't care what you said about me. Be blessed. I don't care what you think about me. Be blessed. I don't care what the, the discussions have been. I don't care about the attack. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed, my sister. Be blessed, my brother. I know that you said some things, but I want to bless you. The grace is keep coming. The grace is coming. The grace is coming. I want to be the reason why that strength is coming to you. I want to be the reason why that you are going to pass your exams. I want to be the reason why you will prosper. I could have been the reason why you will die, but I want to be the reason why you will live. I could have been the reason why your marriage will break down, but I want to be the reason why your marriage will be sustained. I could have been the reason why you will be demoted from your work, but I want to be the reason why you will be promoted. There are some people who pride themselves and say that when you harm me, more harm will come to you. But I want to be the reason why even when you harm me, the grace of God will be supplied. Clap your hands and shout grace, grace, grace. Grace! How, how difficult is this? How difficult is this? Most of us insult Esau. We insult Esau. Why would you exchange meat for your birthright? Why would you exchange it? Esau was a fool, but we don't know for us what we are even using to exchange grace and our right it, even if it was meat it would have been better it is something small something very little that will not give you meat neither will it give you anything it's something that is not eatable it's something that is not touchable uh, you just, the person just decided the person just decided not to greet you and you have been bitter it's better than Esau is better than you the person just decided that when you greet, he will not respond. And you are so angry that every day you are losing grace. Yours is worse than Esau's own. Am I here with the church at all? The same woman you paid money to marry. You have decided to curse that woman every day. Yours is worse 
than that of Esau. The same man that you stood and said, I do. You have decided to attack that woman every day of your life. Can't you see that Esau is better than you? Can't you see that look around your life and the things that have made you so angry and the things that have made you so bitter and you realize that Esau is better than you. But today I pray that every root of bitterness that is making us worse than Esau, it is broken. It is broken. It is broken. Shout break. broken can i talk to you at all the danger is that he says that it doesn't only trouble you it defiles many so there are some of us what should have destroyed only us and cut the supply of grace to only us we have managed to get our children involved. We have managed to get our pastors involved. We have managed to get other people in the department involved. What should have cut grace from only us? We have ended it up cutting grace from many people because we got offended with pastor and we managed to influence two people. Two people also managed to influence three people. And by the time we were finished, about 20 people are offended with pastor and they have cut off grace. They have cut it off. They have cut it off. There are times that you should just tell your children, you are not involved. This issue between me and your father, you are not involved. This issue between me and your mother, you are not involved. Sometimes you should tell one of the people in the department, this issue I've gotten with the head of department is between me and the head of department. You are not involved. Don't come in. Don't come and lose grace. This is a matter between me and him. We will settle it amicably. Keep your grace. Don't get involved. Keep your grace. Don't get involved. You are doing very well when you pray God answers. The help of God is upon you. You are being favored recently. Keep it, keep it. Next time you have been seeing visions much more. Keep that grace. Don't come and lose it. This issue can let you lose your grace. Don't come and lose it because it is a matter of deficiency or increase. If I stand well, my grace will be increased. If I don't stand well, my grace will fail. This is a matter of life and death. Keep away from it. It's time you go and call your mother and tell your mother, this issue between you and my, my father, I'm not more involved. I want to keep my grace. This issue between you and my sister, I'm no more involved. The only thing I can do is to preach peace. The only thing I can do is to preach forgiveness. If you people will not forgive each other, I'm not going to stand behind any of them. I'm not going to condemn. It doesn't matter whose issue is better and whose issue is nicer. I don't care. All I know is that I'm keeping my grace. I want to see the manifestations of the Lord. I want to see the Lord. I'm not ready to trade my grace like Esau traded his birthright. I need to keep my grace. I need to keep it. It took Jesus to die on the cross for me to receive this grace. I won't sell it on the platform of who didn't call me or who hated me or who accused me or who gossiped 
or who is selfish or who is not helping I am not ready to trade it because it took an expensive sacrifice for me to come to this place the veil couldn't have torn if Jesus had not died if I have been given access to the throne of grace where I will find grace I'm not ready to let it fail I'm not ready to lose it because it's an expensive gift it's so expensive so expensive I'm not ready to lose it I'm not ready many of us can only recall how we used to be better how we used to be blessed how we used to get along with God can't you see that something has failed can't you see pay your many talking pay your many accusations pay your many bitterness and the worst of it is that others also, others, he said that he's able to defile many, not few, many, many, many. Do you know what the word, the word defile there means? It's able to contam contaminate. It doesn't make you innocent before God. Have you seen that most of times people want to help and love those who are at the weak side? But the moment you allow bitterness in, you are no more on the weak side. So God has no need to help you. You become defiled before God. You, you lose your innocence before God. Am I here with the church at all? You lose it because you have taken on the side to fight for yourself. When you become bitter, it means you are fighting for yourself. And God will cross his hands and say that this guy doesn't need my help. I need to watch him. And that is why when you become bitter, you realize that you end up doing all the fighting yourself yes you have to you have to call this person and attack that person and call another person and complain and call another person and talk against the other and do all that you need to fight for yourself but when you allow forgiveness and when you allow love and you have crossed your finger and you are sipping your tea and nothing is in your heart by the time you realize God has visited for you by the time you realize God have gone to communicate for you by the time you realize somewhere somehow vindication has come for you why because grace has come into the matter grace has come do you know how many people would have been beyond the level they are now but for the root Listen, there are times that somebody can so much hurt you that you want to say something you wish you wish you can even command the earth to open so that the person will enter. You you wish, but anytime those words are coming, hear me. Sometimes eh, you are powerful enough to open the earth for somebody to enter. But when your own time comes, that is where you realize that what you did cause you to lose grace and when you also falter you will also die if God opens the earth for somebody to enter because of you then when you also falter you cannot be spared you lost grace the time God punished somebody for you that is why sometimes when someone hurts you and you see the person going through trouble go back to God and plead for mercy Go back to God. Because anybody God punishes for your sake, that you did not intercede for their mercy, 
because of bitterness what happens is that when you do something closer to what the person did you also have to face it that is why when the disciples told Jesus why don't you call fire to kill say you don't know the spirit you have received this spirit you lose it by stupid manifestations you don't know the spirit you have received if you call fire to kill you have lost a dimension of his grace you will also die by fire so he told them he that place with the knife will die he told, he told Peter if you try to joke with the knife you die by knife if he was in our time if you, tell, if you try to joke by gun you will die by gun you die by gun the root It says that it has made many fail in the grace. So have you seen that your prayerlessness doesn't change the grace of God? The fact that you don't fast, grace still works for you. But there is one thing. He mentioned three things. Bitterness, fornication, profanity. This three is able to let you fail in grace. And it is so worse that he compares it to the situation of Esau. That Esau cried and cried and cried, didn't get it back. That tells you that there is a dimension of failure that is beyond recovery. There are some people who lost a ministry and never their ministries never became the same again. Just this week, I was with a, a senior man of God and he was telling me something. He said that I lost a ministry. I made the wrong decision. Traveled when I shouldn't have traveled. And when I was leaving, I left the ministry with 200 people. I left. And I knew God didn't want me to travel. But I left. He said I left, came back came to meet an empty church and my ministry has never been the same again. Getting even 30 people is a problem now. There are some graces that when you lose, it's forever. That is why sometimes when you are about to take a particular decision, something inside of you is drawing you. Don't, don't. Please don't say that. This thing you want to say, please don't say it. Redraw, don't say it. You, you feel something within you is telling you. Don't tell your husband that, that thing you want to say. Don't tell your wife. Don't tell that friend. Don't tell that father. Don't tell your mother. That thing you want to say, something within you, a greater force than some of you, out of head, you just want to say it. You just want to say it. Then you go ahead and you say it. And at that point, you don't know that you sow the right. When Esau sowed it, he didn't see until the, the manifestation of the blessing came. That is where he saw that I just lost something. The things that makes you sell off your grace, you don't see. The day of selling the grace, you don't see. 
when you are on that fornication bed, you don't see. You don't see anything has left you. No, sir. You won't see. Because it's spiritual. It's spiritual. All of a sudden, you lose that job. All of a sudden, your loving husband turns against you. All of a sudden, the, the person who used to help you, you call the person and he's no more picking. Something just left you. On the bed of bitterness. On the bed of fornication. On the bed of profanity. And when it was living, can you imagine that the Bible says that two years into the kingship of Saul, God left him. But Saul didn't see that God has left. All he saw was that jealousy came. Bitterness came. He started looking for a certain David to kill him. All of a sudden, the people he loved, he turned against them. But he didn't know there has been an exchange. The bitterness came to replace the spirit. The Bible said, and the spirit of God left him. And a foul evil spirit came. And suddenly he took a javelin and threw it against David. Suddenly, the person you couldn't insult, you start insulting. Suddenly, the person you were so obedient to, you don't know what just came over you. Suddenly, you, you, you are just not obedient. You, you are rebellious. You don't know. Nobody can advise you. Suddenly, nobody can talk to you. You are above every rule. You are above the, hear me. Something has replaced something. So, so, we have people who are only glowing in past blessings. I used to be blessed. I used to be prayerful. I used to fast. But you didn't know that that exchange happened on the bed of bitterness. When you were fornicating with bitterness, you were losing. You were falling short. If I were you, I would go back and call somebody. Tell the person, I forgive you. I love you. Even if you don't love me, I, I love you. I cannot sell my grace because of you. I cannot trade the blessings of God upon me because of you. What at all? Yesterday I heard of a certain musician in the 80s and in the 70s. It is our fathers who might probably know him. German. German. Sorry, he was in prison. Yes. Yes, our father knows him. I learned he was on top of the world. He used to be taken in private jets to go and dance and perform all over the world. When this Shatawale and Stoneboy gang gang issue came, he's now a pastor. So he came out to advise them. He said, I used to be like you. I was on top of the world. Until a taxi driver had an issue with me. Over today, 20 pesos. He said the money he fought with the taxi driver over was 20 pesos. And the worst thing 
is that he had 1.6 Ghana city now in his pocket but he was fighting over 20 pesos and he pulled the gun and shot the taxi driver to death and that was how come he was in prison for many years and ended his music career and Nyankupon there say we are power no no joke and today he's a pastor. <laughs> today he's a pastor. But, but you say that. How can you have 160 Ghana CD in your pocket and be fighting over 20 pesos to a point of pulling a gun? Something was exchanging something. After that, his destiny shifted. After that, from private jets to in Sawan prison, for 14 good years. And the worst thing is that he said he was on a death row. So any day could have been him going, going to be killed. But that is what bitterness. Short time of bitterness. Why can't you let go? Some of you are so bitter, you are angry, you are fighting with somebody and you don't even know why you are so angry and sometimes it's about 10 cities, 20 cities and you are just telling yourself I will never let this person cheat me I will never let this person cheat me I will never let this money go I will do everything I have to do to, to keep this money I will do hey why do you always want to win? why? why do you always want to win every argument? When couples get argument, sometimes just allow one to win. Just let, let your wife, mostly I'm advising the men, let the women win. If the women win, the battle is short. If you win, eh, three days later, she'll come and explain again. <laughs> Not until not until she wins the battle has not ended even after one year <laughs> battle is still on so sometimes I'm advising the men let the women rise up on your feet <laughs> praise God yeah just just let them win and there shall be peace amen Lift up your hands and bless the Lord. Thank you for listening to Pastor Elvis Ajeman. Pastor Elvis is a dynamic teacher of the Word of God. He is an author, a passionate preacher of God's Word, with a desire of transforming lives in the power of the Spirit. His ministry is characterized by a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost, with accompanying signs, wonders and uncommon miracles. He's the head pastor of Grace Mountain Ministry, located at Seven Days Junction, off the Achimota of Angkor Barrier, Accra. You can follow the ministry of Pastor Elvis Ajiman on any of his social media handles at Pastor Ajiman Elvis or Grace Mountain Ministries. Or you can call us on 0552-504-085 or 0548-0053. 0360. God richly bless you.